Hey guys, welcome back to the Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is episode 15, Peace and Time. We are uh, just going to chit-chat a bit here, Sarah. We are patiently awaiting for our guest of the week da, 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 to see if... <sighs> We're a little technically challenged, listeners. We're really trying to make this guest happen here in our recording but if I'm being 100% honest this is the first time we've done it yeah um and we're not really sure what we're doing so uh we're just gonna see if she pops in here in the next couple of minutes or not um and if not we might even scrap this recording and try again who knows um well and I feel like in life there are no dress rehearsals you got to be all in we're 100 percent all in it's raw footage here you're you're getting the real us technical difficulties and all yeah um it's so weird because so does it show um on my screen it just shows you and i is that what it shows you too yeah okay am i coming through okay because i'm sitting outside oh yeah no you sound great it's a nice night to be sitting outside we had some really good weather today i'm in my car and i am looking at this tree the one that I planted a couple years ago out front. Uh-huh. And it's it looks like it's getting some red leaves on it. Um, so I'm not sure like if it needs to be watered. I mean, it's a maple tree, but surely it's too early in the year for the leaves to start turning red. I don't know. Um, That's strange. That is strange. Yeah, I'm gonna look um, at it and see. Is Man, it, I mean, does it have red leaves bitch. normally like all year? No. No, and it's just the top ones. Oh. So, I'll send you a picture of it here after we're done. I'm not sure. Maybe our Canadian listeners can give me some tips on growing a maple tree <laughs> out here. Yes, there you go. Um, I am separately trying to send our guests. It, it had an option in here, because again, we're learning as we go, um, to try to let me add her from here. So, we'll see if maybe. Oh, uh, good. Maybe I'll let us bring her in from here. I'll tell you about my tree in the back. I'm just going to be really glad uh, when the stupid helicopter seed things are done with. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we have a maple tree. Our Canadian friends okay. would be able to tell me for sure if that is the case. But I'm pretty sure it's a maple yeah. tree. And I think those are the trees that have the helicopter things. Okay, well, they're getting on my nerves because every mm-hmm. time I mow the grass it doesn't even look like it's been touched because they're everywhere yeah and what's interesting about those two is as for as many that fall you would think that you would just see more trees just popping up everywhere like a weed but yeah that's true i guess i don't know maybe because i don't know here at least at our house if anything is growing in a place it shouldn't it gets mowed yeah so maybe they do try to grow and maybe the bad citizens of the world like me just mow them down <laughs> we need to do a study in the wilderness sometime it's the like um oh what's the little guy's name in the lorax that sells air oh i don't know have you seen the lorax i've seen it i saw um the old like the original cartoon not the not like the Oh, not the new, like, uh, animated. Yeah. Uh, I love it. The kids were super obsessed with it when they were smaller, and 
uh, 100% watched it on repeat for like years, I feel like. So I know I spent too much time trying to figure out how to make a sneed or a sneed. I was looking on Pinterest for sneed patterns. Oh, a sneed, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. They don't exist, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we're going to try something unique because our listeners love us. They're going to tolerate our technical difficulties. We're going to mm-hmm. stop this here. This is still going to be included, though, in our podcast. You're going to hear all this train wreck, everyone, because we love you. I'm going to try to see if I can invite her first, and then once I'm connected with her, then invite you in and see if that works instead. Okay. Okay. Hold tight, everyone. We shall return momentarily. I would say this was brought to you by our sponsor, Vanna White Yarn, but she still hasn't got back to us yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Be right back. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode 15, part two. Okay, truth be told, it's probably like part eight behind the scenes. It's fine. Um, We're learning. We're all learning. We are learning, and we are just going to say a little prayer here that... Yes! Yay! Okay! It worked! Technical difficulty! Jeez! Yes! (laughs) That's right, but we got it. So everybody, please welcome Jessica Miller with Peace and Time welcome. to the Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. We are pumped to have you, Jess. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. And we got it to work, which is also very exciting because for a second, I was about to start figuring out how to like call you on speakerphone from another phone <laughs> and <laughs> figure it well, out. Here's the tip. I'll tell you what I did. I installed the app on my phone. I didn't have oh. the app on my phone. So when you interview install that anchor app. I love it. Very good tip. So now we know. But uh so ladies and gentlemen, little background here on Jessica. First of all, she is uh not only an excellent yarn artist and very super hippie, crafty, <laughs> fun, loving. She's also my cousin. Um, so aside from all of your glorious, uh, attributes here, you know, family is another wonderful one. I was going to say, which makes her my cousin too. Yes. <laughs> indeed, I was gonna say. <laughs> and, and now all of our listeners have a new cousin too, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we wanted to bring Jessica on because she crochets, um, mm-hmm. but it's a very different type of crochet. Sarah and I, as you guys know, I knit and I like to really make wearable items or blankets because for me I'm still very new and they're very basic patterns but Jess does uh, a lot of something I'm probably going to butcher on how this is pronounced Jess tell us how it's correctly pronounced what you do amigurumi okay yes say if you fell off your tongue (laughs) so tell us a little bit like that's I've explained to our listeners that you made uh, the Bernie with mittens. We talked about a little bit of that conspiracy. So, um, (laughs) Amigurumi, listen listen how it's rolling off my tongue now. Wait, did she say Amigurumi? Amigurumi. And it, you know, I think different people say it differently. I mean, it's Japanese, so we probably butcher it here in our language anyway, so. But I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't even know because to me, those consonants and vowels just don't go together in any order that, right. I, that I know. That's like, I'm just that, not yes. comfortable saying it. Japanese. Yeah. But then I'll tell you, 
I looked up the definition of the word and like you said, it's Japanese. And so it literally breaks mm-hmm. down to like stuffed doll. Um, right. Which, you know, obviously not dolls, but we were talking earlier. Um, one of the things that aside from the Bernie and a lot of, you know, we won't mention uh, the green, large eared, uh, maybe from another planet type of baby that we really like that you've made. Yeah. Um, but a space, you've also, a space green space baby, yeah, yes, um, <laughs> and I do love that baby. But you've made the cutest fruits and vegetables, and those really seem uh to kind of be taken off as a hit. And they've all got cute little faces. Yes. Oh, I love now, putting the work, faces on. That's what makes patterns. Um. Some I do. Sometimes I do. Like now I've been crocheting for about three years. So I'm starting to, you know, kind of get the hang of things to where I can either change a pattern or I can actually um, create things myself now. Nice. I can barely work off of a pattern at this rate. It it just takes Um, a while. Practice. That's all. Practice, practice, practice. Now, did you teach yourself or did someone teach you? Yeah, um, well, so every year I teach myself something. I love that. I'm more trying to learn something. Yeah, I mean, it's just been, I don't know, it's been a lot of different things. Um, but when I was uh, about 10 years old, my grandmother, rest her soul, she was like a saint. She taught me basically how to make a chain and then turn and single crochet down that chain. So like, you know, when I was little, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Cause I could just like chain and chain and chain. Like I'd make a chain like big enough to go around the house. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, I was like so proud of myself or whatever. Um, and she made, she crocheted baby blankets, sometimes hats, sometimes booties for every single grandchild and great grandchild so like yeah that's like a big goal of mine you know someday if my kids have kids but anyway um so you know about three years ago I decided I was going to pick up the hook again and go for it and so the only thing I knew how to do was single crochet so I mean I think it took me like six months but I did an entire blanket of single crochet Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, and that takes forever, but finished. I was like so proud of it. And so then that's when I jumped on YouTube, learned other stitches. And then I just, you know, and then my brother that Christmas got me a book, um, to make, um, a Megarumi. And so that's when I started doing it. Ah, that's awesome. I also learned from a book. Sarah got me a book last year during football season because, thanks to covid we weren't allowed out of our cars so right. like five nights a week i'm stuck sitting in the car for hours and she showed up one day at practice and dropped off a book and i think it was a it was like a boy boye whatever brand mm-hmm. like a teach yourself how to knit book and it was really helpful now yeah. with knitting it's a little different because everything is basically a combination of like purl stitches and knit stitches which is the backwards knit stitch so all of the patterns are some sort of combination usually of those two stitches and maybe like some yarn overs, but I haven't even gotten brave enough to try a yarn over yet because quite frankly, I am working on this waffle stitch blanket right now and I've, I've ripped mm-hmm. it out a couple of times already. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you so have plenty in of time between now and winter. Right. Well, so in, in knitting, do you, do you use the term frog like we do in crochet? Yes. Yes. Oh, they okay. use the term I love frog. that term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I love it too. Something else that they do in knitting, um, and some of my my little, and I don't know if this is maybe just a UK knitting term or not, but they call it tinking, like T-I-N-K, tink. And that's where you basically like unknit your work back onto the needles. Like instead of just ripping it out like I do most of the time in anger, um, I mean, I'll slide my needle right out and just, you know, just pull on the yarn all the way back. But like, if you're fixing a stitch that, you know, you saw something and you're, I can't go back and fix things because I'm not that crafty yet to know how to get back to that point, yeah, but that they will change back. Huh. So I've never heard of Yeah. It's like a stitch by stitch type of a, a thing. Um, I've never tried it. I mean, the last time I messed something up, it was supposed to be an adult sized headband and I messed it up and was like that's it casting off now and calling it an infant headband <laughs> I was so mad like I didn't want to rip the whole thing back but it was a well, disastrous I, mess up I have an entire more like a tote and a half full of things that I just got ticked off and stopped working on it and a tote of like 50 that have been started but I just, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to go do something I know how to do and maybe go back to that later. Because it Sarah does get fresh time out. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, I have the same problem. My problem is, though, is when I go back to pick it up, a lot of times I don't remember the size hook that I was using yes. with it. Oh, or yeah. I can't find the pattern. And then mm-hmm. I have to throw in the trash or something, you know, yeah. or I'll try to salvage as much yarn as I can. But right. my husband gets frustrated. It breaks my heart when I have to throw something away. Like, it really does. I'm like, how many hours did I spend on this? So I'm holding on to it until, you know. Yeah. Well, and as slow as I am, that's how I feel, too. Like, I've been trying to make some things here and there. We got a lot of babies. It's baby season. So Mm -hmm. I made, you know, two blankets. I'm working on a blanket now. And, like, I... I know because I'm a new knitter that it's, you know, I'll speed up as I get going. But I'm still very slow. So, like... I'm like looking at this blanket. Like I know that it may not look like much of a gift to you, but that's 30 hours of my life poured into that yarn. Like, <laughs> right. It's well, terrible. That's yeah. It's something that like with crochet, like if you aren't an artist of some type, some type, or if you haven't made some kind of craft or, you know, m- you know, created something, I think people don't really realize what it takes and they don't really appreciate it. I think sometimes, and I have had to kind of, you know what I mean? Like you give something to somebody and you never see it. Like you never see them wear it or use it or whatever. And I've had to kind of get over that because, you know, it's, I gift a lot of things, but um, I think sometimes people don't really understand if they don't, um, if they're not creative themselves, I don't think they understand what goes into it. Yeah, you I know? think that's true. Sarah and I have went to some different festivals and things. And I know you set up just at some Uh, farmers markets and things and it's Mm -hmm. always amazing to me which of course I've never set up for you know my knitted stuff I don't even know that I would have enough time to build up a stash but but people you know have come up to Sarah when we're there and it's you know say a hat and a blanket set and they're like what do you want for this is about ten dollars and you're like what right yeah well I think they they think of the yarn and they're like okay well that yarn at Walmart's probably three bucks a skein or something but they don't consider the amount of time that you put into it and not only so much that but I also charge for my experience also like you're yeah you're getting 25 years of experience with it like there's mm-hmm. not mistakes in it it's flawless it's done 
buy the book and you're going to pay for that. <laughs> you know? Right. Or and I just think a lot of people, just they just don't get it. Thank you yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think it, the Walmarts and Amazons of the world make it tougher because even myself, before I started knitting, would be like, oh, that's a cute hat for $8. And now I'm like, how dare they charge $8 right. for that? That would take me like a solid month to make. You know, I look at it differently <laughs> myself now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I just, you know, when I give a gift, I always say like, this gift is coming with love. Like there's love crocheted into it, you know, blood, sweat, and tears practically, you know, how sometimes you get your hair even caught in there, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and, um, like I've made, I made some, um, voodoo dolls and was like, oh, literally Lord. afraid to, get, <laughs> I was afraid to oh give it gosh. away. Like a piece of my hair was like what? stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, didn't feel any stabby pains in your leg or anything <laughs> not, or... not yet <laughs> I mean oh, that's fantastic though voodoo doll that's I might have to hit you up for a voodoo doll oh, yeah, I brought um mom and my two sisters back voodoo dolls from New Orleans and Jeff was pretty upset because he didn't want to fly with them <laughs> um he's like why are we taking these things on the plane but you know mom swore that she used a voodoo doll in an election or two in in the past and that was always my favorite because her, her and the voodoo doll pictures but yeah that's hilarious that your hair was tied mm-hmm. up in it Jess I mean I'm glad yeah. you didn't wake up with like a, a little bit worried you know <laughs> wake up with like an arm sticking straight up in the air and you're not sure why <laughs> Right. right. Have I ever had a voodoo doll of someone that actually worked, though? I wouldn't do, like, mean and hurtful things to them. I would, like, stand all of its hair up or (laughs) make it hug itself all the time. Like, I would just mess with people, I feel like. Like itching powder on the crotch or something. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) A little bit of slow torture for these folks. Mm. (laughs) So what are you working on right now, Jess? I know we talked about what a big hit the fruits and veggies were. Are you working on more of those? Yeah, actually, this is the first time I had um, put my uh, fruits and veggies and some other amigurumi out on a table, like at a little, you know, market kind of thing. And they just, I mean, I felt so much, it's just crazy. Um, so I was pretty excited about that and um, came home and like, since that day let's see that was it's only Tuesday so that was Saturday I have made um like in in every like minute that I have to spare I've made radishes uh bananas corn on the cob peaches tomatoes I've been just and they are so adorable once you put the little eyes and the little faces on they just like come to life so I've been working on that yeah that's exciting and it's always uh a little hard the first couple times that you go to sell your stuff to the public and not just the people that you know because you're worried about what people think about it and are people going to make fun of it or they don't like the color or whatever and And pricing pricing was tricky pricing was tricky for me like I'm not I'm sure I I keep you know being told that I um like underprice everything um, so I might get brave and, you know, up the prices on some of that a little bit, but yeah, I mean, my daughter went with me and we kind of kept track of like what people were interested in, what they were saying, oh, this is cute or this, you know, and then other things they weren't paying attention to at all. So, you know, I can kind of get an idea of now what to kind of get busy on. Right. And That's farmer's cool. markets are really going to be booming here within oh, the next yeah. couple of weeks. 
I hope so. And I have a bunch of farm market bags that I absolutely love. Um, I've sold several of those too. So I'm hoping to maybe um, sell a bunch of those. And those are good summer items too, because when people are walking around in 86 degree Mm -hmm. heat and humidity, the last thing they want is to be looking at people's hats and blankets and scarves and all that (laughs) kind of stuff. My mom and I do um, hippie fest every year in Hocking Hills, and it's always the first weekend of August. And of course, all the stuff that I make is hippie-esque, like it's, you know, the different rainbow colors and psychedelic type stuff. But the problem is, is it's all kind of wearable stuff and it's yarn, like actual yarn. Mm -hmm. I don't like working with thread. I will. I just prefer not to, but it's all kind of the the heavier Yeah. It's all kind of the heavier stuff and man, that's really cute, but they don't want to buy it because it is hot out. And the last thing they want to do is think about anything to do with cold weather items in August. Do you use um, cotton at all? Do you ever crochet with cotton? I do, but I just don't really like the feel of it. So I'll use it for dish rags and things, but yeah, it's and like wearable stuff. I don't know. Like, I know it's cotton, but I just don't care for it. I haven't used cotton yet either, but I want to buy some because I want to try to make for Christmas, make like some of those hot pads or like trivets. I don't, I don't know what technical term we're going with here, but I was reading that it also recommends cotton for that because I guess the acrylic yarn can melt. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. acrylic yeah, stuff needs work with plastic, I think. Right. I, yeah. um, I made several of those um, this year too, and those acrylic They work out pretty easy, but yeah, you want to use cotton, and that's what I use for like the um, farm market bags. And I've dabbled here recently in making for like the hippie fests and the, um, oh, yeah. you know, the community festivals, like bikini type top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Did you see uh, Sarah's granny square top that she just finished? Yes. And that was like a huge inspiration because I've been wanting to make something like that. I saw a picture on Facebook um, and somebody had made like a square dress, but it kind of looked like gingham. It kind of looked like the Wizard of Oz dress, you know, the Dorothy. But it was great. It was so. Yeah. The time. (laughs) Well, that would be really no time cute ever. <laughs> if you book any, <laughs> it'll be really cute if you book any festivals like around Halloween time. You can kind of yeah like a Halloween theme, and yeah, fall true. festivals are huge for like crochet stuff because that's when people are starting to well knit it too because that's when people are starting to put away their summer stuff and start getting out their winter stuff and people are excited out about the pumpkin the spice. Off. Yep. Although I'm not really a pumpkin spice latte fan, if we're being honest. I love coffee. I'm not a pumpkin spice latte girl. I'm not either. I do not like pumpkin spice anything. I like apple cider. I'm an apple cider girl. I like apple cider too. I don't know. I like pumpkin, but not the spice so much. Give me more Mm -hmm. of the pumpkin flavor. Less of that nutmeg. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they have an actual spice, too, I think, that's called pumpkin spice that, like, you can get at the store, and I'm sure it's probably not 
the same, obviously, but I wonder if you just sprinkle a little bit of that in your coffee. No, see when it get, no. when it's coffee for me, I just want like regular coffee flavors. Okay, yeah. some vanilla maybe, but I don't want your carrot avocado coffee. Thank you. I splurged the <laughs> other day and got some coffee, mate. I usually just use milk because to me, I feel like three twenty nine for a thing of creamer is ridiculous. But they had some taste like confetti cake, so I went ahead and got it. Oh, did it make your coffee taste like confetti cake? It well, I don't know that it necessarily tasted like confetti cake, but it, it did taste sweeter than just putting regular milk in my coffee. I I'm just a fan of I really just like uh the cold brew coffee. I- oh, you cut out there. What I missed you. Oh, my phone just for a second for some reason our connection but i'm back yay welcome back <laughs> it's because we were talking about i don't know what just happened i was going huh i said it's because we were talking about the little green child wasn't it we have a theory <laughs> We've been we have a working theory that anytime uh the mouse with rather large ears or any of his friends or or co-workers there uh, are discussed, <laughs> something seems to happen with our audio every single time. <laughs> right. Weird. Yeah. Somebody's you know, paying attention. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's up, copyright? <laughs> we hear you talking about us. But if someone wants to make a voodoo <laughs> mouse, <laughs> we, might be able to, we might be able to handle that real quick. <laughs> a voodoo mouse. I like it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am still working on this blanket. I was actually literally, I just set it down before we started uh, our conversation here because I'm a little, see, I do this to myself. This is where I suck at knitting because I take on these really adventurous projects with not that Mm -hmm. much time to spare, like a deadline, like a baby shower, perhaps that Mm -hmm. this needs to be done by. (laughs) And now I'm kind of sweating it because I'm like, oh God, it's 91 stitches each way, each row. And if I don't, how many, how many rows a day do I need to get done to get this thing done? But (sighs) that's, I try not to do that. I try not to do that to myself because I want to enjoy it. Like this, you know, I talked to my brother. It's, you know, the points and things like that. Yes. Sorry, I cut out again. What in the world's going on here? I think you're right about the whole copyright (laughs) situation. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to keep it fun. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, that's, I could see that with with the knives that he was making too, because that was a really like labor intensive process. Right. You know, at least with like crochet or knitting, like I can also be watching TV or, you know, whatever. You can't really be like, right. what's the correct term here? Like knife smithing? Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> making up words. Right. But I mean, it's not like you can do that while you're also watching your dinner and keeping an eye on the kids. Right. And like, that's a, that's a very intense project. So I could, mm-hmm. I could see that. And I'm the same way. Like it's something yeah. I like to do once the kids go to bed. And usually that's our thing. The kids will go to bed and Jeff and I will sit down here and turn on like a recorded show that we've had from earlier in the week. And then I'll get out my bag and kind of work on things then. But otherwise that's doesn't really fit in much unless we're at the ball fields because 
we've kind of been living there lately, so I've been sneaking my yarn there, too. Yeah. I, I like to watch RV shows while I crochet. I wonder how many blankets and scarves I need to sell to afford the lifestyle to go live in Key West. Oh, <laughs> yes. Give me a number and we'll do it. <laughs> Um, I completely agree. I'm going to, I just realized, uh, we lost Jessica for a moment here. I think she, I think everybody could probably hear a little bit. She was having some issues there. She's, uh, I don't know if she's out in the sticks or not where she lives. We're gonna have to ask her. I just sent her the, uh, link back in here. So hopefully she'll catch us back here. Um, and if not, we might have to even have her back another time so that we can do it without all of the technical difficulties for our, for our friends. But um, I don't know. I just like her perspective because one, I was definitely pronouncing that wrong. Okay. And we're back. Uh, Jess, are you there? Yay. Okay. Um, we were actually just talking too. Now, now Jess, you've only got one school-aged child left there, right? Jess, can you hear us? Now, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what. Nah, it's okay. It's it's life. That's what one thing that uh, everybody that listens to our podcast knows. We edit nothing because I feel like <laughs> podcasts that edit everything out, like that's not real life, right? Our listeners, hundred percent, they I get the real deal. Right, right, mm-hmm. okay. You're you're gonna laugh with us. You're gonna struggle with us. <laughs> That's right. You're you're in for this ride with us. Our listeners feel the real deal here. Right. Um, but we were talking. So end of school. Uh, you've got one school aged child left here. Is she done yet, or how much longer do they have yep. to go? Okay, so she has um, two more years. That's it, and she will be graduated. And that's my fifth child. That I'm just, um, you know, yeah, done raising babies. (laughs) Yeah, that's, but that's exciting. So is she done yet for this school year? Because we've still got uh, a couple of weeks of some at-home work here. And then Sarah, when is Lucas's last day? Um, May 26th. Okay, ours I think is the twentieth. So I think I don't know. Not soon enough. I can yeah, I was gonna say that. not soon enough. Really, either way, <laughs> I don't think. Are you? Are you guys in school? Like actually in the buildings? No, or at no. home? Home. We okay. have been virtual all year. Which who also while working at home a lot too has been. I'll use the word unique. Because I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'll give you some real talk really quick because she's only seven, so I know none of her friends listen, and I won't embarrass her. But Remy is so funny. Um. I'm in my little office area on calls, and uh, Jeff was out mowing the grass or doing something. Well, she comes running into me holding up a notebook, and literally this notebook and hot pink pen and her little tiny seven-year-old handwriting says, "Go and poop." <laughs> and I'm like, well, if this is not the definition of a work at home mom, like, I, okay, thanks, Ram. Thanks for telling me. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But 
I look forward to them being done just because Gatlin's done a really good job and he's really focused and buckled down. Remy absolutely it's like pulling teeth to get her to do two plus two is four. I mean, she would rather throw herself on the couch and be extra dramatic instead of just telling you it's four. Well, they need to, everybody, you know, needs to just get back to normal. You know, these kids have been so No, and it's just, you know, know, it's like, you know, um, you know, normally she's a straight A student and, you know, for months now she's just been struggling. Normally you go to school, you're there like eight hours, you know what I mean? And you do your work, but it's hard to get her to do what she needs to do and work on it for like an hour, you know? Yes. Um, So I just can't wait till she can get, now she went, um, to the school building because they had to take some tests and when she it was really surprising because when she came home she said oh my gosh mom I can't wait to go back to school I can't wait I missed everybody so much and just the whole you know it was really kind of sad I think I'd have probably been the same way at that age I wouldn't probably be doing my schoolwork. I don't think yeah you know that's how Lucas is he just misses his friends more than anything and I, when they do go back to school, I'm going to use this to my advantage. So when I have to start waking him up at 6.30 in the morning again to get a shower and get ready for school, and he gripes about me like, no, 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 sir. You were very motivated to go back to school. Right. See, I'm a little nervous for Gatlin because, like, he'll be going back to school, but also middle school this next year. Yeah. So, oh wow. yeah, he's been away from everybody for a year. And see, they had to do the same uh, Jesse had to go in the past couple of weeks, a couple of days a week for testing during certain times and some little brat ass bitch. And I'm going to say it. I don't yeah. care if she's in fifth grade or not. Uh, I feel like that. What's the video where the little girl does the Trisha? This one's for you, Trisha. Yeah, I know what um, you're talking about. I don't know the name. Oh, my gosh. Know. That's my favorite. But that's what I feel like right now, because this little girl didn't know she's not in Gatlin's class and she didn't know his name. But she handed him his papers and said, here you go, Mr. Obesity. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to go kill a fifth grader today. So he's got a bit of anxiety. And actually, and he's not a big kid. And that's what upsets me about it. Like, he's not a big kid. Um, And he's got a very tender heart. So it really hurt his feelings. But I'll (laughs) tell you, yesterday was his last day that he had to physically go to school. And dad told him, "Uh, Gatlin, right now, I am telling you, if anybody gives you any shit today, you have my permission to give him the bird. And Gatlin went in yesterday, like (laughs) guns blazing, daring anybody to look in his direction. And nobody said a word to him, but he was ready. I don't know. It was hilarious. But yeah, it just breaks my heart. I don't know. This age is so tough. And so I worry about him going to middle school because I don't know. I just kids are brutal. But I don't know. You've raised five and, and they've middle school's almost really all made it out of school, Jess. So I feel like it can be done for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like middle school's the yeah. worst grade levels they can be in. Lucas was Billy Badass all through elementary school. And then we moved school districts and he's he was really good last year. Um, last year was his first year of middle school and then of course he's been home this year so I'm excited to see next year but I hope that he can go back and get back in the swing of things next year because then after that is high school and I don't want him to go right into high school with right see that's what I'm worried about with the middle school here right but 
luckily, like, he's playing baseball. He'll play football. So he'll still be around all these kids to where it's not like he's had no interaction and then I'm forcing him back into it. Um, And I think Remy just does better in a school setting. Like, she doesn't want to do the work here because it's here. She wants to pet the dog. She wants to play with her toys. She wants, you know, in a school setting, it's just different. And I feel... You know, I think she'll yeah. be excited to go back to because more than anything, they miss their teachers. I mean, yeah. you know, the teachers make such an impact on these kids and they really love them. And I think that's been really sad, too, that they haven't got to be there to bond with their teachers and stuff. Yeah, and Lucas just needs structure. And I feel like they're like. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting by this year and that's about it. I know all these standard tests make me nervous that they've had them doing I mean we've got I couldn't even tell you there's map testing there's airs testing there's COGAT testing like I don't even know they just make up more names every week I think but it kind of makes me nervous on how (laughs) like how that's going to stack up because like I don't want them to I mean I think my kids probably did okay they usually do really well in school they have good grades you know I don't worry about that but a lot of kids my kids have a lot of support at home. Like some of these other kids that are at home, it's, it's crazy. I hear kids like the teacher, you know, will get on with either one of their class, not so much Gatlin's age, but the younger kids and be like, okay, honey, I need you to get out of bed so you can focus on our call. Okay. And I'm like, what, who's letting their kid take the call from bed? Like what? So I worry about some of those kids. Like I, I feel everybody needs to get back to school. Right. Let's, poor kids and then we'll have all the time we want without kids to crochet and knit right <laughs> right yeah. all the time in the yeah. world all the time in the world but again if hopefully only- on a beach with a mimosa yes <laughs> I, I don't know how we can make this happen ladies but i, I feel like we've got to forge forward in making this a thing yeah um, well we this yarn, yarn crawl. This yarn crawl thing. yeah yes that's definitely yeah i would so love to do something and so fun oh my gosh I know and I'm thinking like okay all the stops where we get yarn we'll try new foods at all these places mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I'm totally down yeah I am too I, it would be so much fun I think to do something like that I'd, I'd need so much money though because you know that dyed yarn is not cheap <laughs> right well it's expensive and it's like you get, I don't know, like there's not a, I mean, and I get because you're hand dyed yarn, whatever, but like there's not a large enough skein. You're going to need like 37 of those things to make a scarf. I mean, it, it, well, that's when you don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, you don't, you know, to sell it or whatever. You just crochet that stuff for yourself. That's the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. yes to stuff. treasure. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, we're going to have to follow up on this yarn crawl. And um, Jess, we'll definitely have to have you back on. And I need to know how the fruits and veggies are going. So are you doing another farmer's market this weekend? Um, No, I think maybe in a few weeks. A few things like um, up here where I live in Mount Vernon, they have normally from May to October on Saturdays, like nine to 12, they do like a farmer's market type thing, but I'm not sure if they're doing it yet or not. So I need to look into that because that's definitely something and it's local. It's, it's, you know, almost within walking distance. So I would love to do that. 
Um, yeah, so, yeah, they do that here in Fayette County. Not that you want to trek a couple hours down here every weekend, but <laughs> ours is definitely a go. So, oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. To be honest, I've only ever seen like, you know, like actual fruit and veggie type stuff. I don't. I mean, they always put on there that it's, you know, home homemade crafts and that type of thing too. But I don't know that I've ever seen anybody at ours selling any of that stuff so I don't know maybe next year maybe next year that's what we'll have to do yeah see I haven't I haven't ever seen anywhere that I make so I'm kind of excited about that because when people are just like you know in and on over because it's it was just you know it's unique um so I'm like I can corn little while you know right yes and word will spread because people like oh that's so cute where'd you get that from and then You'll get more business by word of mouth also. Especially right. if you're set up in the same place every week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of just like, you know, get some ideas and and um, kind of just set up, you know, here and there. Locally is what I'm hoping to really need to um, look into whether they're doing it. Yeah, I know. I just wish they would get on board with everybody being like, look cross the board here's what we're gonna do instead of it being like right. well these guys are open full-blown and these guys are shut down till 2025 like right. and and they've they've shut down so many different things already for the summer and i don't understand why like outdoor events yes. really to live you know i agree. agree especially like you said all the outdoor events like why not i mean uh, right doesn't make sense know. to me doesn't make sense to me either um for anybody that wants to uh go check out some of jess's cute stuff um she has a facebook her store is under peace and time uh it's p-e-a-c-e the ampersand sign t-h-y-m-e um or i think the actual link is under facebook.com slash jess unique handmade um so go check her out and go check out she's got cute little garden gnomes and creatures we're not allowed to discuss because of copyrights <laughs> um yep. and all sorts of fun stuff there but go check her out and then we'll definitely have her back to follow up and see how everybody's doing um so go listeners go follow her page and uh go buy some of her cute little goods you you won't be disappointed um oh, thank you we had some folks actually interact with us and find us on social media. So we were super excited over the weekend about that. Yes. Um, if anybody cool. does want to find us, uh, Sarah runs our Instagram page and I typically do our Facebook. Both of those are at needles hooks DL, or you can email us uh, needles hooks and dirty looks at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all um, and hit us up with your questions. If you have questions for Jessica, let us know. We will, get those to her and have her back on another episode where she can uh, follow up to answer any of those questions or, or just talk about whatever new little Amagurumi creatures or however you say that, that she's working on. Hey, you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start making up names. It's not, I mean, it, yeah. it looks well, like a really fun name though. Um, but yeah, so Amagurumi. Well, thank I like, we're just going to start saying it now all the time. Right. Well, thank you guys so much. And, you know, pretty much what I always tell everybody is if you can think it, I can make it. You know, I'm actually getting creative enough at this point to uh, be able to come up with 
someone will message me and say, hey, you know, I like this, or can you do that? And I've always been able to, um, you know, come up with something. So, yeah, if you, you know, you think that I can make it. Nice. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, and everybody, thank you for working with us through our technical difficulties. This is going to be a bit of a shit show of an episode once we post it, and I love it for that. That's why we never edit anything. Right. Um, so join us back next week and hit us up on social media, but go and look. Jessica Miller, Peace in Time. Check her stuff out, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.